Yo, this is David back again with another episode of the Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 99, one away from the big 100. I've already got my kind of theme picked out for that one. Should be pretty interesting. Hopefully you guys will dig it. But yes, episode 99, I am on time, I'm sipping on a nice gin and tonic that I made for myself on this lovely Friday night. Of course, I won't be posting this until Sunday. But yeah, I got a pretty pretty good one for you here, pretty varied uh, set list for this one, that's for sure. So let's go ahead and start things off. Ah, Jesus, there's a freaking fly in here. Get the hell out of there. Yeah. Fun stuff. All right. <laughs> a little fruit fly just flew right in front of my face while I was talking. Um, all right. Yeah, we're going to Germany here. This is a band, a thrash band, been around since 83. Kind of one of the German big four, if you will. And I've been listening to them since back in high school. That band is Destruction. And I love Destruction, and I love their old albums, but the production was always garbage. And a lot of people, they released this album called Thrash Anthems that was all re-recordings of older songs. And it had a really, really thick, you know, punchy production. And a lot of people were complaining that it takes away from the feeling of the originals and stuff like that. I didn't mind that at all. I thought the originals always sounded really bad. Um, so yeah, I didn't mind that at all. But they have been really consistent basically ever since uh, Schmeier, the vocalist, rejoined the band back in oh 99 2000 around there i think it was 99 because uh, he was out of the band around 1990 and then uh, they released the album cracked brain which was just kind of mixed reviews and then they released one more that frankly was so forgettable and so bad that i can't even remember the title of it right now <laughs> i think it was called uh the least successful human cannonball is what it was called but uh, yeah, it wasn't any good. So then they got him back in the band, and they've really been on a roll ever since. Um, some of their albums, their more recent albums, sound a little samey, I guess, if that makes any sense. They're all just kind of sounding the same. You know, they're not bad by any means, but there's just not a lot of standout tracks. The last album, Born to Perish, um, was that the name of the album or just a song? I can't even remember now. I think that was the album, the title track. But anyways, that album uh, seemed to be a step in the right direction as far as having some more memorable songs on there. I really liked that album a lot. And they're about to come out with a new one. I think by the end of this year it should be out. Um, but I don't think they've released the title of it yet, but they have released a, uh, a single, their first single that will be on this next record. Um, the song is called State of Apathy. The album, as I said, should be out before the end of the year. Still don't know the title. It's going to be their 17th record overall. Uh, it's going to be released through Napalm Records. And it's good. It's a very good song, very memorable song. But the big news there uh, with Destruction is that Mike, the guitar player, Mike Seifringer, he is out of the band. And he's one of the guys that's always been there. He's a founding member um, since like 80, 83, basically. And it was just kind of this weird thing where he just kind of wasn't there for a couple of live shows and there was no explanation and people were wondering what was up and, and um, Schmeier basically said, I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> I'm going to wait until Mike says something, you know, but um, basically they confirmed that, you know, 
they kept it vague, but they told Mike that he needed to get his health in order because he was getting really frail and just not taking the best care of himself, I guess. I don't know if that means he's just been drinking a lot or, or what, but uh, he kind of took offense to it, I guess, and then just kind of stopped talking to them. So, you know, they said they were emailing and calling and trying to get him to come to rehearsals and things like that, and he just he just shut down. He just wasn't answering back, so they basically said we can't just sit here and do nothing we're gonna have to move on and he agreed basically so it doesn't sound like there's any bad blood because he has issued a statement Mike has uh, in recent weeks to kind of explain what's going on but he pretty much just stepped aside and I think their longtime uh, sound engineer I think he's a sound man or maybe he's a like a roadie type but um, but yeah, he's basically taken over the second guitar role, so they've kind of seamlessly transitioned here, and this new guitar player, he's very familiar with the songs, because he's been with the band as like a manager or a sound engineer, I can't even remember exactly what he was to them, but he's been around them for years, so he knows the material, so... Um, so yes, I don't know if Mike is on the album, or if it's going to be this other guy, but... Um, they haven't really seemed to miss a beat, at least when I hear this uh, first single. So here we go off of their To Be Determined new album. No idea what the title is yet. This is Destruction with State of Apathy. You are a dis- 
All right, that was Destruction with State of Apathy. Um, yeah, the, the production values of their last handful of albums have always been just excellent. So this one sounds just as, uh, as crystal clear and punchy as the last one. But uh, yeah, I think kind of the addition of Randy Black on drums with the last album, and he's still there now for this new one, I think that that's helped as well because he kind of contributes... Not necessarily riffs, but uh, from what he has said in interviews that he's kind of more of a contributes with uh, structure and things like that, which I can relate to that because I've been doing a lot of that. I've been writing less riffs and doing more on that side of things where, you know, ideas that my bandmates will present. I'll just kind of share some thoughts, maybe structure wise. Um, But yes, I think that Randy Black kind of revitalized them a little bit and, um, you know, Schmeier in an interview talking about the whole situation with Mike actually revealed, and this was news to me, he said, you know, I think the interviewer said, you know, people are concerned that destruction isn't going to sound like destruction anymore without Mike's riffs. And he said, well, I've actually been the one to write probably about 75% of the music over the years in destruction, um, which was news to me. I thought it was always Mike uh, churning out those riffs, but uh, Schmeier says that he writes about three-fourths of it, so I imagine that their sound won't uh, change all that much. But All right, we're going to the USA here out of New Jersey, a band that's been around since 06, and a band that uh, I actually played a show with in Brooklyn back in 2016. Very good guys and a very excellent band. That band is Windfarer, and their last album was excellent. I mean, all their albums are good, but the last one I really wore out a lot. Um, and they were just super cool dudes, and uh, they were very cordial to us, and they were rocking out right up front while we played in Brooklyn there, and then they headlined it and they played after us, and I remember one of the guitar players had some uh, technical issues with their heads, so our guitar player Corey immediately, you know, didn't miss a beat, hopped on stage and, and brought his head back up there, and uh, they just used Corey's head for the rest of the, of the set. But yeah, we've just kind of stayed in touch ever since and just kind of supported one another. And whenever uh, one of us is releasing something new, the other band will kind of share it and stuff like that. So yes, we just came out with our newest one on August 6th. And now they just came out with their newest one uh, today on August 27th. So the new album is called Breaths of Elder Dawns. Their fourth album overall, and that's released through Avant Garde Records. And um, it's a beautiful album. Like, the cover art is striking, and the music is so, so good. They've just kind of matured even more within their style, and um, the songs are lengthy, but I don't get bored at all. And uh, it's an excellent continuation from the last album, and it's just so damn good. So I think it's pretty safe to say this is going to end up on my end of the year um, best of 2021 list. At the very least, it's getting a a strong honorable mention, that's for sure. But uh, really good. Like I said, it just came out today. I listened to the whole thing start to finish this morning while I was working, and it's uh, it's just an excellent record. So here we go. Off of Breaths of Elder Dawns, this is Windfarer with Starcrossed.
All right, there we are. That was Windfarer from New Jersey with Starcrossed. Again, that new record's called Breaths of Elder Dawns, and I really, really can't recommend it highly enough. Um, that's something I regret is whenever, you know, Grove was doing that tour in 2016, and uh, we played that show with them in Brooklyn. Whenever it was all done, they said, oh, do you want to come hang out with us? They were going to some pub uh, nearby, and... Um, and they invited us to come hang out, but it was it was pretty late at that point, and we had um, we didn't want to stay in the city. We were a little concerned about our gear, so we uh, booked a hotel in uh, New Jersey, Edison, New Jersey. So we had to get out there and get checked in and everything like that. So we couldn't really linger around the city too much. But that's something I kind of regret. Is you know we should have hung out. It would have been cool. <laughs> it would have been a nice memory. Um. All right, we're going back to Germany here. There's a lot of German bands on this episode, as a matter of fact. Uh, but yeah, this one, they've been around since 2018. I don't know a lot about them, but they've just been kind of highly recommended. And um, and I decided to, uh, to check out their debut. And I like it. I'm not big on the vocal style, but uh, musically, I, I dig it a lot. It's kind of post-black metal-ish. Um, it's still, you know, rooted rooted in black metal, but it definitely has that more melodic um, vibe to it that you kind of get with some of those post-black metal bands. But uh, very good riffing, very good riffing. So the album, uh, I'm not even sure <laughs> how to how to pronounce half of this stuff, man. But uh, it's called Un Torug Bliv Blot Sand, and uh, <laughs> I'm sure I butchered the hell out of that. But that came out on July 2nd of this year. It's their debut, and that's through Vendetta Records. And, yeah, I I can't say that there was, like, a definitive, like, this track stands head and shoulders above all the rest as just the, you know, the clear single or, you know, the, the one really excellent track. They all kind of run together, not necessarily in a bad way, but, um, but yeah, I... I just kept seeing some really high praise for this band and just decided that I would dive in and play something off of it. So, off of their debut album, this is Frisk, that's F-R-I-I-S-K, with Dem Wind Entgegen.
Okay. That was... That <laughs> just cuts off. That was Frisk from Germany with Dem Wind Entgegen. At least I think that's how that would be pronounced. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe post-black metal isn't the right term, but it's kind of a... Definitely has a more modern black metal feel. Um, there's there's elements in there that you don't typically hear in a lot of more straightforward black metal, but um, it's not bad. The guy's vocals are not my favorite, but um, overall, I enjoy it. Uh, all right, we're staying in Germany here. This band's been around since 97. I had heard of them, but didn't realize they'd been around for that long. The band is Unlight, and they have released seven records now, and I'm going to play something off of uh, the most recent called Antebellion. It came out in 2016 through War Anthem Records. I think they've put out something since then, but it's not a full length. Maybe it was just kind of a, a split or an EP or something like that. But I'm playing something off of the most recent full length. Basically, I like this band because there's a certain fearlessness, a certain confidence to their sound because it's, of course, rooted in black metal, but they are really not afraid to throw different stuff in there. Like, there's a lot of really melodic and impressive lead guitar work um, in their stuff, and they're just not afraid to kind of have more textured riffs. It's not all, you know, strummed, you know, or tremolo-picked, you know, fast stuff like that. They're not afraid to kind of get a little chunky and a little heavy at times, which is nice. It just breaks up the song. Um, it just keeps it interesting to me, but they do it with a certain confidence, uh, like they just don't really care about any sort of uh, constraints, genre constraints or anything like that. They're just doing their thing. But I like it. So overall, it's a pretty thick, heavy production, pretty clear production as well. And it's really intense, but like I said, there's a lot of uh, kind of melodic flair to their guitars. And it just works. It works really well. So off of their seventh album, Antebellion, this is Unlight with To Sear the Heavens. <laughs>
night. That was Unlight from Germany with To Sear the Heavens. I think that's really, really solid stuff right there. And like I said, the lead guitars, uh, they work so well. And it's constant. Like through that whole song, there's there's the second guitar is almost always doing something something different than what the rhythm guitar is doing. There's just a lot of lead guitar work going on, but uh, I like that a lot. All right, we're going back to the USA for the next three tunes. This band was originally out of New York City, but then later were based out of Rochester. They're kind of uh, some American grindcore originators, but um, they kind of got more grindy as their career went on. Like the debut still had a lot of more just kind of straightforward death metal vibes to it, and that's probably why I like the debut um, more so than their later work. That band is Brutal Truth. And they existed from 1990 to 98, and then disbanded, and then they existed again from 06 to 2014, and I think they are officially done as of 2014. Um, I don't know that they ever announced that they're finished, but they just kind of stopped doing anything. <laughs> so, I know Kevin Sharp, the vocalist, is now the live vocalist for Lockup, um, and he does ugh, some other band. I want to say it's... I don't think it's... What the hell is it? It's not Venomous Concept, is it? I don't remember. But um, but yes, they had Danny Lilker on bass, who of course was a founding member of Anthrax. Uh, he's filled in live for Autopsy. He was the bass player for Nuclear Assault. Uh, still is, I guess, whenever they play live, which is kind of all they do these days. Where they'll just kind of play, get back together to play the occasional festival. But yeah, he was in Brutal Truth as well, and you could just identify that bass tone anywhere. But um, their debut album was so, so good. It's called Extreme Conditions Demand Extreme Responses, and that came out in 92. They got five records overall. They had records in 92, 94, 97, and then whenever they reformed, they put out a record in 09, and 2011 was their last one. But uh, this one came out in 92 through Earache Records, which of course was... Uh, haven for quality death metal back in the early 90s but yeah like i said this debut while it still kind of establishes uh a grindcore foundation i guess there's still enough kind of more straightforward death metal riffing and stuff in this album to where i can enjoy it a lot more because i've never been much of a of a grindcore fan the really spastic you know, the songs are 30 seconds long, and it's just make it as fast and extreme as you can for 30 seconds, and it's over. Like, I'm just not into that. I need a little more structure to it. And uh, this debut album is just kind of a perfect blend of all of that. So, off of the debut album, Extreme Conditions Demand Extreme Responses. This is Brutal Truth with Monetary Gain.
right, there we go. That was Brutal Truth from New York with Monetary Gain. Yeah, that debut is excellent, and I kind of pair it with, like, the Harmony Corruption album from Napalm Death, where it's just kind of, there's still just enough of that death metal in there, and it's not full-blown grindcore yet, you know. Uh, but I'm, I'm into it. I'm way into it. And I've heard that they were a very, very extreme live band, like, really intense Big mosh pits, a lot of energy on stage. That would have been a, a cool band to see back in the 90s, that's for sure. All right, we're staying in the USA. As I said, this time we're going to Portland, Oregon. Uh, this one's been around since 2015. The band is called None. That's N-O-N-E. And uh, I actually forgot to look up if this is a one-man band or not, but basically it is a kind of the depressive, suicidal black metal, the very kind of uh, slow, ethereal, you know, just depressing, dark type of stuff. And uh, a lot of American bands have tried that style. And to me, they never quite match the complete <laughs> feeling of despair like Zaster does. Um, to me, that's still kind of the cream of the crop I guess when it comes to that specific style because um, you got other bands like Leviathan and stuff like that that have elements of that in it but they have a lot more variety in their sound as well but when you're going for just that strict straightforward slow depressive dark um, black metal I think that a lot of the American bands that have tried it in recent years do a decent job but still not quite as good as uh, as the old guard but um Anyways, I'm going to play something off of this band's third album, which I believe is the most recent. It's called Damp Chill of Life, and that came out in April of 2019 through Hypnotic Dirge. And basically, the song titles are kind of stupid. They're kind of juvenile, I guess would be the, the term. They're just There's not a lot of uh, hidden meaning or anything to their titles. They're pretty straightforward and seem very kind of angsty, teenager I'm depressed uh, type song titles and such, but don't let that fool you because um, don't don't let that turn you off. I guess I should say because the music is still quite good. Um, he he is doing a pretty good job in this style. I think it's a one man band, so that's why I'm I'm saying he. I'm pretty sure it's one dude, but I meant to double check it. But um, but anyways, now that you know what you're getting into, <laughs> it's not drastically long song or anything like that but it is going to be that uh very depressive suicidal black metal vibe here so off of the third album damp chill of life this is none with it's painless to let go
Alright, I think it just kind of bleeds from that song into the next track, so it just kind of cuts off at the end of that one. But that was None with It's Painless to Let Go. Yeah, like I said, you know, the, the lyrics and song titles are kind of dumb, but uh, this is very competent, um, depressive black metal. Like, he, he does a good job of it. Um, Alright. Like I said, we're staying in the USA here. We're going to Arizona this time. This is a thrash band that originally existed from 85 to 2000, and then they disbanded and reformed in 06, and they're still going now. They actually just released an album uh, last year, I want to say. Their first one in forever, since like 96. That band is Sacred Reich, and Sacred Reich is one that I was into, but never quite got like full-on into this band because of the vocals. He kind of had a... What's the word I'm looking for? It wasn't a really aggressive thrash voice. It had more of that... Um, what I like to call par party thrash is what I call it these days, where the, the thrash bands that just kind of sing about uh, getting drunk and partying with their friends and skateboarding and stuff like that. You know what I mean? That kind of crossover type sound. And he kind of had that vocal style, and it just didn't uh, didn't really do it for me. But the riffs were always great. Um, their album from, I say 96, it could be 94 or 95, I'm honestly not even sure. But they had an album called Heal that um, really was their most aggressive. And they had short, really short and brutal songs. And he kind of had a more brutal you know, vocal delivery uh, on that album, and I, I like it a lot. But... Um, that one, they kind of tuned down the guitars and stuff like that to kind of uh, get with the times, man, since it was the 90s at that point. But I'm going to play something off of the debut. So I actually first heard this band and this song on... Um, I had gotten the Metal Blade Records 20th Anniversary box set. And that I probably got that in like 2000... One, 2001 or 2002, something like that. I was like 15 when I got it, but it was just this big box set full of CDs and DVDs of, of music videos and stuff of just a hodgepodge of all these bands that were on uh, Metal Blade over the years, and they had a few Sacred Reich songs on there. Um, I like this one a lot. I can't even remember if this one was on the box set, but this is one after I heard them on the box set, I then kind of researched a bit more of their stuff and then found this song and liked this song a lot but um, I'm playing something off of the debut the album was called ignorance came out in 1987 uh, including the album that just came out last year they've got five now and they're still on metal blade but um, this song great riffs great riffs and it's just kind of a, one of their more memorable ones from that debut um, so here we go off of the album ignorance this is sacred Reich with death squad
Sacred Reich from Arizona with Death Squad off of their debut album Ignorance. Yeah, they're they're one that I like. I said I wasn't big on the vocal style uh, back in the day, but I really enjoyed the riffs. But oh, honestly, over the years, I've even softened uh, to the vocal style too. It doesn't bother me at all these days. And their new album from last year is actually very good, so I suggest you check it out. I believe it's called Awakening. Uh, all right, we are going to Russia here. This was a one-man band for a long time, but now uh, they've welcomed in a second member. Been around since 06. Um, the name is in Russian, and whenever you pronounce it, uh, it's pronounced Sivyar, and uh, it's S-I-V-Y-J-Y-A-R is the English, the Western version of, of spelling it. But, uh, yeah, you don't pronounce the J at the end of that first word, so it's C.V. Yar. And uh, they basically play a very melodic kind of post-black metal style. Um, and I really get a lot of almost Alcest vibes from them because it does have a very kind of bright and very kind of positive <laughs> mood to it. It's uh, the opposite of dark and depressing and stuff like that. But um, But, yeah, I don't know, it's... It's interesting because it's definitely still, you know, rooted in black metal, but there's just such a certain positive vibe throughout it. Um, it, it just makes it stand out for sure. But um, they have, let's see, six records up to this point. So I'm going to play something off of the fourth. The album's called From the Dead Village's Darkness, and that came out in 2014 through Avant Garde Records. And yeah, no real reason. I've just heard good things about this band. I picked an album at random and listened to it and thought it was pretty good. And I picked a song that to me was a bit of a standout. So I'm not going to lie and say that I've heard all six of these albums and, and I know exactly how they've kind of progressed and matured over the years because I honestly don't know. This is a very new band to me. But um, yeah, it, it, this is one of those bands where if you're in the mood for it, it's really going to hit the spot. Like the, this style of uh, of kind of post black metal, they're they're doing a good job of it. So, off of their fourth album from the Dead Village's Darkness, this is Sivyar with Distant Haze Was Arising.
Alright. There we are. That was CVR from Russia with Distant Haze was arising. Yeah, definite, definite Alcest vibes there. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. And it's just one of those things where you gotta be gotta be in the mood for it. But they do a good job of that style for sure. Uh, Alright, we're jumping to Slovenia. This is a one-man band that is very new. Uh, I came across them on the uh, Black Metal Promotion YouTube channel. Um, they had posted a, a video of this entire debut album that just came out this year. The band is called Moss Giver, and as I said, it's a one-man band. Uh, just released the debut on August 1st, independently, so I think it's just on um, like Bandcamp right now. The album is called Led by the Glowing River, and it has a really nice album cover, and it just kind of... Sometimes that's all it takes to get me to click it and listen to it. <laughs> so I dug the album cover, and Black Metal Promotion typically doesn't steer you wrong. They usually uh, usually pick some good stuff for that YouTube channel. So yeah, I gave it a listen, and it's really good. The songs are long, um, but it's just very kind of epic, melodic, black metal. Really like this guy's vocals. And the keyboards that are in there are not like in your face. They're they're just subtle, kind of in the background, but it just fills out the sound and just gives it this nice atmosphere. But um, it's not really breaking any new ground or anything like that. But uh, when it comes to this particular style, I think he's doing a great job. I really, really enjoyed listening to this record. So yeah, I always like to kind of shine some light on some newer bands that uh, some people might not necessarily know about, so this is one of them. So off of the debut album, Led by the Glowing River, this is Moss Giver with Paths Anew.
tonight. That was Moss Giver from Slovenia with Paths Anew. I think that is just really, really well done uh, for being a debut and released independently and all that. Like I've heard a lot of of bands like that that just kind of one man band just kind of self releases something to Bandcamp and it just sounds a bit clumsy and it's not very smooth and refined. And this feels very professional and very polished. And I'm not talking about production wise I just mean everything about the guitar tones like the way it was recorded the vocals sound great it just sounds very well put together and uh yeah I'm I'm that's a real pleasant surprise for me this year that album um but yes I know what you're thinking here all right David you've hit us with like three in a row that are kind of slower melodic (laughs) like black metal songs what's going on here is it are we going to pick up the pace a little bit yes we will and in retrospect i probably could have paced this uh episode a little better it's a little bit of a lull there i admit but uh, we're going to pick up the pace a little bit here now this is a band out of the uk been around since 91 probably their most well-known black metal band if you want to call them that i don't even think they call themselves that But the band is Cradle of Filth, and um, they are about to finally release their new album on October 22nd. It's their 13th overall. It's called Existence is Futile. That's coming out through Nuclear Blast. But, um, yeah, they took their sweet time uh, crafting this one because they had, you know, of course, all of 2020 and the pandemic and all of that. But the studio they use and the producer they use are pretty much walking distance from where Danny Filth uh, lives in Suffolk. So he was basically able to just walk to the studio, spend all day there working on different vocal takes and trying out different ideas and layering things and stuff like that. And then he would just go home and then they would take their sweet time getting everything just how they wanted it. And um, I'm excited to hear the, the end result. They have released the first single off of it, which is what I'm about to play. But um, I will say this, obviously I haven't heard this whole album, I've just heard the single, but um, whenever they got the new lineup, the two new guitar players, and it was just kind of this return to form uh, with the Hammer of the Witches album, where it was just bringing back the twin lead guitars that you had in the late 90s, uh, really kind of had that Cruelty and the Beast vibe to it, where two guitars are, are doing something totally different from one another, and it was just working together beautifully. Um, but they did a lot of that and it was exciting a lot of people were really into that record because it was this uh, it just reminded them of the good old days and then the last album Cryptoriana um, had some really good songs on it and still had plenty of flashes of that uh, where they would bring back those twin lead guitars and stuff but they had kind of they had toned toned it down a little bit from Hammer of the Witches I guess they were kind of all guns blazing for Hammer of the Witches so they reeled it in a little bit for Cryptoriana And then I hear this new one, and while I do really like the song, I will say that it's kind of reined in even more to where it feels like it's mostly rhythm guitar based. There's not a ton of like twin lead guitar stuff going on in this song, and it does feel like a song that uh, has, you know, probably some more uh, twists and turns, some more changes to it than you would typically hear from uh, the Paul Allender era of Cradle of Filth, but overall riff wise it does kind of feel like a a song that you might hear that you know that paul had written and played on um so yeah i don't know what to make of that i kind of hope that they haven't reeled it back in so much so that uh, we're not getting much of that twin lead guitar stuff on this new album hopefully there's still 
a lot of exciting guitar work on this new one so we'll see but uh, this single made me pause a little bit but it is a very good song and there's some really cool moments in there and I especially like the fact that it doesn't sound like it's a big massive orchestra and all that it sounds like they have a keyboard player it sounds like keyboards and to me that's something that makes a huge difference um, because it reminds me of the old days of Cradle of Filth where you could just tell it was a keyboard and I, you know from 2003 onwards they were using full-blown orchestras and it just kind of took away you know the the mood for me so sometimes less is more you don't need a full orchestra but uh, yes I do like that about this this new single so here we go off of the upcoming album Existence is Futile this is Cradle of Filth with Crawling King Chaos Don't go. 
right, that was Cradle of Filth with Crawling King Chaos. Yeah, I would have liked to have heard more kind of lead guitar work going on in that song, but overall it's a really good song, and I think Danny sounds pretty pretty vicious. He's sounding pretty good to me. Uh, so yeah, I'm anxious to hear the rest of that record, and that one is coming out on October 22nd. All right, we're jumping back to Russia here, and this is one that's kind of more in that uh, kind of slower, melodic, uh, black metal style that you do hear a lot from Russia. Uh, this is a one-man band that's been around since 2009, and it's one of those things where it was kind of unbeknownst to me that he was a, a friend of mine on Facebook, because I see him post stuff about this band all the time, but it didn't dawn on me that it's his band, <laughs> and he's he's the one man in the one-man band. Um, but yeah, what always made him stand out to me was that his last name is similar to mine, because of course mine is Polish, and it's, uh, Sikora, and, uh, and his last name is Sikorsky, and, uh, so yes, Vladislaw Sikorsky, um, which sounds very Polish, but, um, but it says that he is from Russia, so yeah, he must have some Polish, uh, descent, but yes, this is just kind of a one-man thing, and it's just slow and melodic, and it just kind of fits right in with that style that I hear from so many Russian bands. But um, I forget I forget what I had posted, but I was just kind of looking for some suggestions. Anybody had anything they want to hear that they haven't heard me play yet on the show? And he shared um, something from uh, the new EP, because I believe he just came out with a new EP um, this year. Um just within the last month or two, but uh, I I have not checked that one out yet, but I'm going to play something off of the third album. He's got four so far, uh, full lengths, that is. So this one is called The Vastness, and the band is called Spell of Dark, and um, as I said, I I used to see him post stuff about this band all the time, and I just never really checked it out. (laughs) No real reason. There was nothing that turned me off about it. I just kind of never got around to it, but... um, but yeah, I finally did. This one stood out to me as having the best sound uh, um, as far as being able to decipher what's going on the easiest. So yeah, I'm going to play something off the third album called The Vastness. came out in June of 2019. That's released independently. And I'm not sure, I meant to look it up, if he still is releasing things independently or if he's, uh, if he's signed these days. I'm not sure. But... This album is uh, definitely, so far of what I've heard, um, the the one that I've enjoyed the most, um, the one that I can decipher the easiest, and yeah, I dig it. I'm sorry I took so long to check it out. <laughs> so, off of the third album, The Vastness, this is Spell of Dark with Embrace the Night.
That is Spell of Dark from Russia with Embrace. It's Embrace of Night. I said Embrace the Night, and that is not correct. And that's like the third time I've done that because I wrote it down on my notes too uh, as Embrace the Night, and then I had to cross it off and write of, and then I still fucked it up whenever I announced it. So Embrace of Night. All right, we are jumping to Poland here. This is a band that's been around since 04 that I have never once heard of until about two weeks ago. And it's Mord Astigmata, so that's Mord, M-O-R-D, and then there's an apostrophe, and then the letter A, and then another apostrophe, and then Stigmata. But they kind of smoosh it all together like it's one one word. But uh, Mord Astigmata, and they're very strange. They're a very kind of avant-garde band, but they just toe the line enough to where I can dig this. Like, I, I do like this, because as you know... If you've heard any uh, older episodes, you kind of know my stance on that, where sometimes it just gets way too weird, and I can't really follow what's going on, and that's just not enjoyable to me. I can respect the uniqueness of something, but it still has to, at the end of the day, be an enjoyable listening experience, and if I can't follow what the hell's going on, then uh, I'm probably not going to go back and listen to it ever again. (laughs) So... This does a nice job of, uh, of being very unique and very strange, 
but still kind of following enough of a structure to where I can kind of follow along and uh, and enjoy this. So uh, I think I came across this band, uh, as I have so many others, through Spotify, where I'll be listening to one band, and then um, these guys were listed in kind of a related, you know, similar artist type thing. So I checked it out, and I uh, have only listened to the most recent album. I will fully admit that. They've got five records. Um, so I'm going to play something off of the fifth one, the most recent one, because that's the only one I've heard. It's called Dreams of Quiet Places. It came out in April of 2019 through Pagan Records. And, yeah, this is good. If you're into this kind of style, this band is, to me, granted I haven't heard a ton of these bands, but uh, of the stuff I've heard, uh, they're kind of one of the best that's doing it this way uh, that I've heard in recent years. So I might be late to the party here, but, um, but yeah, I'm going to have to dive further back into the discography because I have enjoyed uh, this album since I first heard it a couple weeks ago. So... Off of the album Dreams of Quiet Places, this is Morda Stigmata with Into Soil.
Alright, that was Mord Astigmata with Into Soil. Really cool, really unique, and just kind of has that nice kind of driving beat that just kind of goes throughout the whole song. I like it. It's not uh, something that's typically kind of in my wheelhouse, but I did find myself enjoying it quite a bit. Alright, it is that time to announce the final song of the podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening, of course. Thanks for telling other people about the podcast. You can uh, tell them they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app or on Spotify, of course. If you have any sort of feedback, requests, suggestions, anything like that, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. And, of course, please find and like the Facebook page because any sort of updates uh, about future episodes or poll questions or anything like that for you, the listener, it's all going to be posted there. So, yes, I will be ready with episode 100 in a couple of weeks. Hard to believe I've done that many episodes, and it's been a blast, and I'm just going to keep on keeping on. As long as people want to hear it, I'm going to keep making it. So, All right. We're going to Germany here to finish things off. This band's been around since 2013, and they just released an album earlier this year, their third album. Um, It came out in May, and I didn't discover it until about three weeks ago, a month ago. And it's so good, and it's I've already marked a spot on my end of the year, you know, top ten list here uh, to put this album on it because it's really damn good. The band is called Cross Vault, and they released this album called As Strangers We Depart on May 28th of this year through Iron Bonehead Productions, which is a great label. Um, I haven't heard the first two. I'm going to get there eventually, but I am just stuck on this album. I've been listening to this album so much, and the way I described it to friends of mine is that it sounds like Ahab and Agaloc, like made a baby. <laughs> it's just kind of has elements of both of those bands going on and uh, overall it's just very rooted in doom um but the vocals are unique and i I just think it's excellent the songwriting is excellent and um the production is perfect for this material as well but it's just such an epic and kind of emotional (laughs) kind of journey i guess from start to finish on this album Um, but it's just really good, and whenever I'm out grocery shopping or something like that, I'll have my headphones on listening to this while I'm walking around, and yeah, I'm not over it yet. I'm not ready to move on to the first two albums of their discography, because I'm still just very much uh, loving this album, so. All right, I will let you guys go. Keep being safe, and I will have episode 100 ready and out there in two weeks, so here we go, off of the album As Strangers We Depart, This is Cross Vault with Other Rivers. Cheers.